We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Watch us, love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. It feels like your music is all on a theme of when Greg Hill got busted for marijuana in 1983. Yeah, right. It's like, well, what was the top 10 uh, that year? Hey! Hey, it's Greg's hot list today here on Odyssey.com. Uh, hey, the, it's Greg. What were the top 10 songs in the year that I was arrested in 1983? Uh, the, heck, that uh, that photo even made it into uh, the uh, the Mike Thomas weekend email of the whole, hey, who is this person? I saw that. You could win something. That is amazing. First of all, that that He's, this is just coming out. Like, this is the first time anybody has seen this mugshot. Doesn't look anything like him. I mean, it's it's amazing that everything it's morphed, all it's all legal it's what? all legal now yeah and how he morphed into the person that he is today i have no idea how he got from that photo to now is that like does that uh, what is he a 1920 year old greg hill i'm going to guess what maybe 25 i don't know wow <laughs> i just aged him a lot I yeah well, he'll be more upset at that than anything else yeah well i mean uh but other time uh, is not nice to him uh oh <laughs> man Golly! Well, you know, it's a, uh, he's a man who would say uh, if they ever did a, a like a, a drug commercial on seafood towers, you know, be like, this is your brain on drugs, or or they would give you the photo of be you know here's what he used to look like, and here's the faces it's usually of meth. What used for people with meth. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And it's like <laughs> the Greg Hill faces of meth. Right. And then how did how did this man go from this to this? Uh, we could have some. Uh, fun so when he writes his book, you'd be like, "It all changed that one day when I got arrested for smoking marijuana." That's that's when I've really learned my lesson that I was going to do something with my life. Uh, damn there it. it is, yeah. Holy crap! You imagine if the cop pulling him over and like, "Listen, dude, like, what are you, what are you doing with your life? Look at yourself. Will you will you please get it together?" Oh yeah, long hair. The haircut's more offensive than drugs. Yeah, the uh, the hair is something because it's a uh, <laughs> it's a different time, bro. It's a uh, it's a flop in the front. And it's kind of mullet-ish in the back, but I don't know if it would That's be mullet long in the enough. front. It's got a mullet in the front. He's it's got heavy pushed. bangs, and he's got really thick eyebrows. It feels like it's, uh, like it's massively... hard, hard to tell under there. Oh uh, no! Wow, he's just going. My dad's going to kill me. <laughs> dad's going to kill me, man! Don't tell my dad. <laughs> Somebody, a texter, said he uh, thinks he was uh, seventeen. But in case I'm wrong on that, there'll be another texter to say, oh, you got it wrong and you're an idiot, and I'm going to go have a perfect day. 617-779-7937. Uh, we've got some folks who still want to talk, uh, some NBA. As we mentioned, the Celtics got a win in Philadelphia tonight. They are in New York taking on 
the uh, the always tough defensively New York Knicks, or I should say always tough defensively, now that Tom Thibodeau is there, Celts are uh, three-point favorites, over-under in this one is 223.5. John and Norton wants in on Tatum's game-winning shot from Saturday night, hour three of Gresham Fourier. Hi, John. Hey, hey guys. So I saw an interesting article uh, late Saturday night, uh, or a post on one of the websites, that, and I'm going to read it to you. Jason Tatum is the only player in NBA history to shoot at least 50% in game-tying or, or, or go-ahead field goals in the last 24 seconds with a minimum of 25 attempts. Okay. Which, I mean, if you put that in perspective of the history of the NBA, it's, I think it's, that's pretty, pretty impressive. I mean, he, he's the, the only guy to do this 50% of the time with 25 attempts on a game-tying or a game-winning shot in 24 seconds. And, and I think what's a little more impressive is the fact he had a lousy game overall. Yeah. But he, the good thing about him is he, he has the confidence to still go after it, even and the coach has con- team has confidence in him, even though he had a bad game. So I'll let you comment. Yeah, and John, thank you. And look, I think from the Jason Tatum end, Foyer, uh, he is the guy who should want to take those shots. He is the guy that the Celtics, especially during the regular season, Try to funnel as many late-game situations to him as you can. Number one, it is getting you ready for the quote-unquote big moment in the playoffs. But also, number two, if you're a smart coach, you're developing tendencies during the regular season that you think you would break during the playoffs. And it's a little bit like the timeout strategy we've been talking about all year long. Is this more a regular season thing that will be altered come postseason time? Now, I'm not saying I want... Jason Tatum not getting the ball late in games, but we just went through. They have so many options. The more that you can get it to your big guys in the regular season to set up stuff in the postseason, I think helps you go a long way. No, yeah, I mean, the the great thing about this is what would you rather have? So you look at, just look at this game. So poor poor Jalen Brown gets you you a team high 26 points. Um, still had four turnovers, but whatever. But he's he's doing a lot of work. Well, when Derek White also drops twenty five, and sure. we're going to get to him coming up because his playing time might be a little limited. It takes at least a little bit of the uh, oomph out of that twenty six. Yeah, and that's and that's my point. So you're fighting for relevancy. You're fighting. You don't want to be the Robin. You want to be a one and one a. You want there to be two Batmans. And sure as hell, he gets the last shot to win the game. That's just that's just the way it is. And I, and. and and I would say, would you rather have Jalen, obviously, it, or would you rather have Jason? No, but it should be drawn up for Tatum. That, to me, is that, like, this was a Jason Tatum play coming out of the timeout. Now, again, the score also dictates what you're going to do as well. Things will be a little different if you're down one versus up one or in a tie game or something like that. So there is that context to be added. But, look, Tatum is a, a part, to me, a part of being great in that moment is understanding the good and the bad that comes from wanting the ball. And I think there are a lot of guys who, in their mind, because they've done it as a kid, want the shot, and then maybe they don't want it. It's a, even Scottie Pippen at one point bailed out of a fourth-quarter play, in part because he knew he wasn't going to get the ball. He's being a petulant little biatch about it. But there are some guys that just aren't made for that. So I think with Jalen Brown, it is the – if it comes to me and I can make it, I know I can do it, but I'm just not going to tell everybody that well, I can. Whereas it feels like Tatum is a little more brazen about it because he's been in those positions a lot as well. But isn't this also the best example? Because you're not shooting well. Nothing's really – you're not – I mean, you're impacting the game also, but I would think that your confidence, you would be a little apprehensive, but he isn't. Like, it, 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 it doesn't – the way uh, the game played out, the like his issues, his struggles had no impact – on his m- mental strength, I would say. He said right? after the game, if I'm open and it's the right shot for the team, I owe it to the team to take the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And so so nothing's really falling. He's not not having his best games. There's other guys that are playing much better than him. And sure as hell, at the, when they needed him most, he delivered. To me, that is to find something like that on such a consistent basis as far as as much as it can be consistent in the NBA. It's, I mean, what else are you supposed to say about him? Like, I almost get tired of like, you know, rewarding him with with positive compliments because who Jalen Brown or Jason, Jason Tatum? Tatum? Well, because we're gonna we we hope to be doing it for a decade. That's you hope you have a nice long run with this guy. So 
if he needs to hear or needs a pat on the head or on the butt, good job for playing I well see, close and I late. Don't, I don't think he's as needy as Brown, though. No, yeah, I think he's sneaky needy. Like how? Sneaky needy how? As in, if it doesn't come his way, he'll be the first one to stay to, to speak up. To whom, though? Well, Who but, would he be speaking well, up to? Look at last year in the MVP deal, right? If you just look. Now, I know that Jason Tatum made first team All-NBA, I do believe, for the first time last year. But he has talked about that stuff openly. And I think that it isn't, it isn't the, oh, my God, I've got to win the MVP or else my life is hollow. But he reminds you, hey. I'm an MVP candidate. But I feel you know like that's mean? part of – that's that high-level elite status where you have to kind of advocate for yourself. Okay, but I also do. after he won the uh, All-Star Game MVP, there was the, yeah, I set out to to have one of these. I think Jason Tatum has the sheet that will have the checklist on it, except it's pinned up in his bedroom, not blasted to everyone on Instagram. You know what I mean? Well, this is his list of goals. Right. We should all. I have those. Uh, really? I do. Every single year. Little true fact of the Foyer family. Here we every go. Every single Ooh, shiny year, red ball. No, no. It's on point. Every single year, I have this like a little, call it a black box. Call it whatever you want, a right? black box. Hey, sure. It's like, it's like, so every year, it's the where kids you get watch together. Porno? No, no. Oh. That's the old way of watching your porno. The black box. If you yeah, had a black yeah. box, you're like, oh, man, when can I come over? Actually, when can I come over when you're not home? That was what you really wanted. Um. Yeah, we put all we all we get together. We we write the goals. We stick them in there, and we open them a year later. Yeah, you should have goals. You should express them to other people. Let them hold you accountable. But what Jalen does is a little bit different as far as just the bitching and complaining and passive aggressive like little comments about situations that most people could care less about. Here's what it is, and I go back to the line that I used on Friday. Some people command it respect and some people demand it and it feels like there are at times Jalen Brown comes across as demanding respect versus Jason Tatum who commands it because he's morphed into one of the five best players in the league well and he has a track record where he's earned it that's the other aspect of it you know I don't know what that quote is that I've heard I've heard that a bunch of times about Jason Tatum like he's earned it he has a he has a good resume Listen, hey, I can talk to talk because I can back it up, or yeah. I don't have to say anything. My actions speak, uh, my resume speaks for me, so I don't have to sit there and politic for you. Um, but you mentioned D. White. I figured we should get to that. Well, because Derek White ended up playing 25 minutes when it was all said and done and had 25 points. Now, a part of the problem with everyone being back, and it's a great problem for Joe Missoula to have, is that he's got a lot of depth. And there are times where Derek White might be needed and times where Derek White might not be needed. He's had a really good offensive year to go with his great defense, but yet he's got a great perspective about it. I mean, we understand that we've got a lot of talented guys on the team. We can't play everybody. So some nights it's going to be you, some nights it's going to be Malcolm, some nights it's going to be Sam. Like, it could be anybody, and we trust everybody on the team. So it's just that understanding, and every time I'm out there, uh, just try to bring the same energy and effort and um, try to help the team every, every minute I'm out there. There you go. What a guy. It, it, it is amazing. They all have the same script. You know what it is, though? But, it's, but it ties into two teams right now, and it's the two that are hot. The Bruins and the Celtics, to me, very much share – the same mindset when it comes to keeping their eye on the end game, keeping their eye on the real prize, which is making it and winning a Stanley Cup and making it and winning an NBA championship. Malcolm Brogdon came in with a great attitude. No one in the Celtics locker room, and it doesn't feel like anybody in the Bruins locker room, has crappy, me-first, I-need-to-play attitudes. And that's the one thing that I think they share that is an innate championship quality you played on some teams who had a growing and an evolving Tom Brady there are a lot of people who look at your teams and be like yeah you guys played super starless football I don't know if I completely signed up yeah. with that you had some guys that were pretty damn good but you got to have the right mentality to win a championship and if there are me first guys either those dudes conform or or they at least learn to shut up enough so they don't yeah. be so they don't become that uh, turd in the punch bowl. I always thought it was uh, like a, an a, identifiable trait of a championship team where 
when you're when when you're so good and you're have so much success and there's lots of in, little pockets of individual su- success nobody tries to hijack somebody else's role mm-hmm. and then they all speak from the same script like Blake Griffin same script uh Brogdon maybe he wrote the script when he signed here but doesn't that mean it's real or at least no it's well, that's how you, you can actually tell yeah. how it's real listen then i have, hey i'm the, i'm Derek White i've have i have every reason to sit here and command and and tell you that i should i should be on the on the court more than Brogdon or more than Marcus Smart mm-hmm. look at Marcus Smart's game that's one game you're not going to take Marcus Smart's job that's not going to happen everybody knows that you're not be be thankful for your opportunity the fact that you were able to contribute the way you did. But he's been having a great year, an unbelievable year, especially when all those guys were hurt before the All-Star break and right after the All-Star break was Brogdon was balling, Griffin, all of them were stepping up. Holy cow. That's when the whole – the one thing, the one phrase that I hated more than anything was so-and-so's got to step up. Like whenever uh, whenever there was a game, a preview show, like the analyst on set would sit there and go, Gresham's got to step up. Like, what does that mean? What does that even mean? Right. What is he? What? Is, what do you mean? He has to step up. What does he have to do? Needs a good what's game. The, what's the burden? Like what? What are? What are his responsibilities? Why is this one harder for him than last week? And why does he have to step up? All of them do. You know, because all of them already know what what the criteria is for stepping up. Is it like being rear-ended in a car and hoping that the person who rear-ends you steps up and accepts accountability for their mistake? Yeah, admits that he has insurance. Oh, we got a story to get to from Friday, yeah. y'all. Foye got into a little fender benda <laughs> on the way home on Friday. And unbeknownst to any of us, because it's not like we passed you on the highway or anything no, like that. I thought you would, though. Well, the other, well, because I take a different way yeah. on Fridays. Ah. ah. I avoid certain <laughs> things. See, I'm not like you. What do you mean? Like a creature the, of habit? Nope. In the middle of saying... Turpin Billy produced it. If something went wrong, blame them. If you're watching on Twitch, you see a blur, and it's Fourier. <laughs> He's out the door before I'm even done wrapping it up. You gotta beat that traffic. But if you waited five minutes, maybe you wouldn't be have been behind two dumb seventeen year olds. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. ruined your day on Friday. Give it an extra, you know, couple minutes, or followed me. Gonna take a little shortcut, gotten on the highway, and bingo bango. But we'll get to that. Foye had a rough Friday afternoon. <laughs> but I must say, given the way he has explained the story to us, he handled it like a human being. He didn't yell at anybody. He didn't lose his temper. He just, you know, except might have dropped an F-bomb or two, <laughs> but accepted uh, what happened to him and, you know, didn't want to grab somebody by the goozle pipe, even though nope. he might have wanted to. Nope. You didn't want to want to grab one of them by oh, the throat. I did. Okay. So but you we have wanna... we you and I have a different philosophy on these things. We absolutely have a different philosophy. I you, I was yeah. like the the You were an adult about it. Well yeah. I would have cussed them out, a dog cussed uh, them out and made it worse. I kind of did, but then I felt bad. See, there's the difference. Yeah, no, I would not there's feel you cannot you cannot accept or feel bad for stupidity. And we'll unpack more of this coming up. <laughs> we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Well, Fourier, the one thing we learned over the weekend was the other side of the pitch clock rule. If you thought it was just for pitchers, think again, everybody. 1224, Gresh and Foyer here with you on Boston and New England Sports Original, WEEI. Follow us on Twitter, will you please? Gresh Foyer, WEEI, Gresh and Foyer. For those of you that are uh, trolling around on the gram, and you can listen to us anytime, anywhere on the Odyssey app. So uh, coming up in just a uh, few short minutes from now on our sister station, 8.50 a.m., you'll get the Red Sox against the Twins this afternoon. Red Sox are minus 135 money line favorites. If you're betting on spring training, you might need to reevaluate some things. However, according to statistics that have been put out by people and baseball, so far in these spring training games for you with the pitch clock, it's 20 to 25 minutes faster per game than last year. So let's say you normally had yourself a nice three-hour game. You can cut it down to 235 or 240. Does it make a massive difference? Does it make a massive difference in terms as far of as- the watching, being a fan, all of that? Does shaving I- 20 to 25 minutes a game make a big difference in your world? Yes, in my world, absolutely. You may not think it's a lot, but, I mean, it just, it builds up. It all matters. So, and a normal excuse, we used to, when I was doing the afternoon show, so we would, lots of times, like, we would, you know, you guys would end early, right? The game would start, like, at 1. And oh, sometimes those glorious days. Love those days, right? So, those uh, games, we would run into, like, 5 o'clock because they ran off. They ran so long. Nobody was listening to them. Nobody, I just feel like it's. I feel like it's a better viewing, just everything. Like, uh-huh. everything about it is better. Um, your interaction with the game is better. You'll pay attention more. Um, I was sitting there going, God, are people who go to the games, are, gonna want, are they going to want, like, a refund? Are they going to want tickets to be cheaper because they're not there as long? Two and a half hours is perfect. It's like, it's the perfect. So, an NFL game is about three hours, right? Uh-huh. About Beginning to end. With a 15-minute break in the middle. That's it. So, on the whole, in terms of game action. And uh, in the average, it's usually, unless you go to o- overtime, it's right. it's pretty consistent amount as far as... Three the, hours. Yeah. I just I feel like this is the best thing they've ever done. I know a lot of people are uptight about it because initially when I first saw it, it felt way too fast. Like, I, I was like, wow, this is... I like the rule. They should keep the rule, obviously, but maybe they should be mm, 20 seconds with nobody on base and 25 seconds... That's my initial reaction. But the more I watched it, it's like this is all just an adjustment period that nobody's willing to kind of – and the fact that the – the what was it? That the, the Red Sox game ended the way it did. Mm-hmm. People are going, oh, this is why you should get rid of it. It was a terrible idea. Nobody knows what they're doing. It's the week one. It's the first weekend of spring training games. Of course there are going to be issues. Well, I think getting this out now lets everybody react to it because at first it was, oh, great, they're putting in a pitch clock. And then – when you heard it in real time, when the umpire calls the batter out, automatic third strike because he wasn't in the box ready to go with eight seconds on the pitch clock for the pitcher to be able to throw the ball, that's when you hear people booing and being like, oh, and then it became the boo, wait a minute, I didn't understand that was the other end of this rule. And it does make a lot of sense. People pointed to this is the flaw in the rule. 
Uh, I kind of disagree with that. I think the batter has to be a part of this in some way, shape, or form. But this is, to your point, it's like if the NFL has a point of emphasis during the preseason. What was it, a couple years ago? They were like, boy, we're going to call the pass interferences. And they went overboard in oh, the preseason to call games, them. Yeah. Right. So that you can, everybody can get it out of their system and adapt to it. And then you kind of bring it back to normalcy a little bit. This is because it's a rule, a level of normalcy that we're all just going to have to become comfortable with. But I'm glad we got it out now. I'm glad everybody can react to it. And quite honestly, Christian, kind of feels like the batters need to have this happen so they understand that there isn't going to be any variance umpire to umpire and that by god eight seconds on that clock means eight seconds on that clock and your ass better be where you're supposed to be. yeah the rules are the, everyone's going to have their own protocol but the main one needs to be listen forget about the catcher don't worry about what he's doing right. he may be trying to bait you into something maybe trying to trick you you when eight seconds pops up make sure you're just ready to hit it's eight seconds. So this is going to go by in a flash. You're not even going to recognize how quickly eight seconds will go. And then you'll never be blamed, and you'll never have to come to the bullpen and be like, oh, I wasn't even ready. It's not an excuse anymore. Nobody cares anymore. You know what the rules are. Get ready to hit. I love it. I freaking love it. And baseball, finally, ma- imagine. This isn't like it's not hot stove, free agent signings. Baseball has already kind of alerted the public that, Opening day is going to be a lot of fun. Like, we're talking about baseball, and it has nothing to do with contracts and player movement in the in, during spring training. Or the lockout like last or year. Or the like whatever. <laughs> it's like, this is like, they're actually talking about the game. The rules and the changes they, they, that they implemented are so significant to the enjoyment of the fan and the speed of the game. Like, it's actually relevant. Like, it, the, the season's way too long. So you're going to come out the gate anticipating chaos, anticipating someone like a real high-end hitter Mm. really being upset about now his stats are being messed with. But you know what? It's funny you say that. I think the high-end hitters, a lot like a lot of other rules in sports, the elite guys will adapt. What is J.D. Martinez going to do? Well, that's the thing. J.D. Martinez is not an elite hitter. He's not one of these guys that's destined for the Hall of Fame. I think the either you're a young player who grew up with it, so it's all a part of who you are, and if you're among the best of the best, you're going to be fine. Like, I don't think Rafi Devers would have a problem with this. However, I think J.D. Martinez, to your point, it's going to drive that guy nuts because – Maybe an umpire isn't as strict with it. And J.D. Martinez is the kind of guy where that would make memory burn. Well, Laz Diaz wasn't the same as, you know, uh, you know, pick your next umpire, you know, Billy whatever, whomever in the world it is, right? And that's the kind of guy that would remember because he'd be like, well, it's not being officiated properly, so how am I to adapt to it? To me, a guy like J.D. Martinez would come up with all the reasons why the thing sucks instead of reacting to it Whereas to me, the really good ones are going to be like, great, let's go. See, I, 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 Bingo, think, yeah, I think even the good ones, because this sport, more than any other sport, is so statistic, it's so stat-driven. Statistically okay? I wasn't even going to try it. Good. I was going to try. I bailed I mean, on it. You should. I bailed early. Um, it's like hearing. Uh, I can't do it. It's like hearing. There we go. Do you have it. insurance? Uh, yeah. So those guys I do think will 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 really be upset about this the, the fact is they're not changing it they're not going backwards so you think this Especially is really in the summer so you think I think the summer is gonna be worse so you think this will drive like Mike trout crazy well you or know was I mean, Mike trout one of the guys like I'm referencing to where he'll just be like fine whatever give me in the box I'll just go to home run take a jog I, I don't know I feel like you know when you're when it gets a little hectic and the situation and the count is full, Maybe you just want an extra two seconds, mm-hmm. which seems like nothing. It, it can literally be the difference between you being, you know, called out on a violation or possibly getting a hit well, or maybe even not even getting a hit because you're already stressed. You're already frantic and, and you're rushing and now you're not ready. Well, what's going to happen in a tie or one run game when there is not a runner on and the pace is picked up even more? I do believe the batter now has like one timeout where they can be like, yeah, that's right, where they can kind of pause it and sort of stop down a little bit to maybe gather themselves. But I will say now 
We've we've now been exposed to the other side of this rule, and it will be fascinating to watch because we still got four weeks of spring training left. You know, I think the Red Sox opener is like March 30th or something. So there's still some time for everybody to uh, be able to uh, react to all of this. We are going to get to uh, Foyer's rear end coming up, but first, here's Greg in Maine talking about the pitch clock and MLB scoring. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What do you got? Yeah, well, so I'm really interested to see kind of how this changes the dynamics of the game beyond just, you know, the guy throwing the ball to the home plate. I, I'm, I'm kind of expecting this is probably going to lower scores, uh, which oddly, of course, has been the opposite of what Major League Baseball has been seeking to do over the last couple of, uh, of decades. I think, I think when it all kind of plays out, I think we're going to see that pitchers uh, have the, uh, the benefit of this rule uh, and that it's going to be more difficult uh, for, uh, for, for hitters to adjust. I also think that it's going to make it more difficult uh, for for teams to cheat, right, with sign stealing, because you're going to have such a substantially less or smaller window within which to try to play those shenanigans and or get information to the batters. And I'm also wondering whether or not this is finally going to bring us back to some sort of small ball uh, uh, dynamics or small ball uh, uh, play in that, like, you have this pitch clock now, and so you've got runners right on first or second or whatnot. Is this going to change the way in which or the time in which a pitcher has to to respond to base runners? And is it, are we going to actually then also see an increase uh, in, in steal attempts? So I, I think that this rule has substantially more uh, uh, effect on the game that we're watching than just how long it takes to get it done. Uh, and, and that's sort of my initial uh, uh, interpretation or thoughts on it. But I think it's really going to be interesting to see sort of how this plays out over the next year or two. And, Greg, what you described and very well said is a little bit the way Heim Bloom seems to be building this team. A lot of guys who can run. I'm not saying we're going back to National League, drop a bunt station-to-station baseball. However, you need guys who can really think the game. You need a manager who can get players to think the game and be that step ahead. But depending on who you have on base, I think Greg makes a great point, is that even if you have the pinch runner who's got the ability to come in and sort of wreak havoc on the bases in a one-run game – now you maybe take away some of the advantages that the pitcher had in terms of slowing the game down, things of that nature, whereas you do get back to some of the parts of the game that I think traditional baseball people enjoyed and that the new age, you know, just go give me a bunch of bleepers that can hit home runs, those people are going to be like, whoa, wait a minute, we're going back to a little bit of the old days here, and it won't be bad for the diehard fans. Well, I mean, okay, so that kind of made me think of, out of all the sports, it's like I think a manager for baseball, I almost feel like, okay, what are they really doing? Okay, um, they're not really – there's not a. It doesn't feel like there's a ton of. Um, feels like managing a bullpen is almost the number one thing for yeah, a manager so man- right now. So the game trying to find like advantages and trying to like, you know right. take advantage of their you know their issues doesn't seem like it plays out that much. But now maybe coaching does matter a little bit more because you have a guy that's like yeah, a little bit more proactive, understands like all the things that he can take advantage of. Builds the team the right way. I don't know. Does this mean that there will be less scoring? It feels like there will be, like, if you have speed, if you have, because you can only throw to first base a certain amount of times. I don't think there will be less scoring. I think scoring will happen in a much more traditional way. Whereas it felt like the game became truly just beholden to the home run. Now, having a guy on first that can score on a gap double matters more than it did Which before. Which I think is more, well, I guess maybe you're it's gonna, not more exciting, but it's, it is just as exciting. You're going to add athleticism into the yeah. game. Here's the other thing, too. With the way that, that the game has kind of gone, why wouldn't you test outfielders? Why wouldn't you test guys in terms of their ability to be able to throw the ball 250 feet on a line to a catcher to where they can make an out? Stuff like that. Like, that's where... A lot of, I think, for people in our age group, right? I'm 48, you're 51. I think a lot of people that are kind of in our sort of world of bubble, there was the transition of the way the game baseball used to be to sort of what it morphed into in the late 90s where it became beholden to the home run and the game was so desperate 
to be able to sort of erase the stains of the steroid era that they were like, oh, we don't really like, oh, we don't really like home runs, but keep hitting them. You know what I mean? Because it was great for the game. Now it feels like the game isn't going to necessarily get back to its roots, but I think offensively it's going to balance out to where you don't just need a bunch of guys that are going to hit 240 and 40 bombs up and down your line. Yeah, but do you think Major League Baseball is more concerned with the diehard P1 baseball fans? Are they or are they more concerned with kind of attracting, you know, more fly-by-night passive, you know, fan I that think, they can I think what they want is the average fan to know that they can pop in on a game, say maybe in the beginning of the eighth inning, and it's not going to take an hour to or but an know, hour but, and fifteen to play but it. If but if you have a good product, who cares about time? Well, you say that, but who is the baseball P one right now? And I wonder if baseball is struggling with that a little bit. In that, if you were to say who is the average baseball fan, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, my dad. Just wait for the Twitch chat, right? Or or the text. So you just put it out there. How would you describe a baseball fan? And that's what they're going to go to the O word. Oh, they're just old. So who is baseball trying to target? They're trying not to alienate those people because in in, in a lot of ways, it's the core of the audience. But how do you get young people to be able to pay attention to the game? I think what you found is young people are not willing to sit around and wait to see a guy hit a three-run bomb because they can see that on Twitter two minutes after it happened. But can you engage them in the game where the strategy matters, where there's athleticism, where there's some base running, where there's action? To me, that is the problem with baseball this is all geared towards, yeah, pace of play, but it's also action as well. Let's go. Let's keep it. Because the young, well, yes. Because the youngs, if you're, it's going to be four home runs a game. You can get that in a minute on YouTube. Why watch the game? Because now you think it a little bit or whatever. So I do think there is like a bit of a, if we were to call it like a P1 fan and I identifies baseball first type fan identity crisis. And that's why well, see, those some of guys these things are going are, on. Those guys aren't going anywhere. They're always going to be there regardless of what you do. They're never going to leave. Okay, the but old it, but won't. But, well, the, but the 25-year-old diehard baseball fan who's got his friends going, oh, why do you watch that crap? Now if he could say, hey, listen, I got two runners on in this pitch clock and you know, business is about to pick up. Let's watch this game real quick. The youngs, are, I think, are going to be more inclined to be able to be in on that versus, boy, maybe this guy will hit a big three-run homer and we'll you win the what? game. But also, I feel like they're improving this game, and we'll see how it, <clears throat> excuse me, how it actually plays out without doing a bunch of hokey, goofy, stupid little, hey, let's get fans, in, you know, get some butts in, you know, in the butts seats. In seats. All right, I feel like they've actually accomplished that. This makes sense. This is the common sense change rule. And people are freaking out over it because they're not used to it. I mean, even the the shift, the fact that like, nobody's even talking about that because it hasn't really, you oh, know, yeah. it's like, eh, whatever. It's like they're not moving. I never noticed it anyways. It hasn't come up in a big spot in the ninth inning to where someone would have done it, and there's a ball that goes through the first, second baseman, and the next thing you know, somebody wins a game, and it was, well, if the shift was there, it's, I, I it's coming. This is, this'll, this has brought intrigue, has brought interest, eyeballs, I mean, this this is what everyone is talking about today. And all because they finally decided and I and I hope it is chaotic and I hope a lot of people get angry. I hope there's a lot of like just just frustration with it. Baseball Thank needs you. It. Especially in like August. <laughs> yeah. Change the rule again in August. Oh, no, 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 listen July. to you now. No, we'll have training camp by then. Oh yeah, yeah. July. That's right. July first. Oh, we're gonna get to some of what Devin McCourty had to say on Mac Jones. We haven't even gotten into Jacoby Myers. And uh, talk about what's going to happen with the number one pick. We will get to that in the 1 o'clock hour because I mentioned it. And uh, I feel like uh, not only does Christian kind of need to get this off his chest a little bit, but we have questions about Christian's fender bender from Friday next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. 
Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Gresham Fourier on WEEI. Didn't grab him by his cheek. You're so impressed by that. You're so impressed that I didn't yeah. just go straight, just nutty professor on him. Yeah, but I would have figured that you would have dog cussed some dumb ass 17-year-old who didn't even know oh, I don't have plates on my car. Why no, don't you tell this story? So Friday you're going home. Yeah. You have excited, their, happy. Right. Right, and like everybody else when story. they, like everybody else when they leave, right. So we leave, and of course I get, I want to get, I want to get a nice little jump on the day, so I get out there early. One fifty-seven oh, yeah. out the yeah, gate. Yep, yeah. I get out there early. Sure enough, I get to the pike, just about to get on ninety-five south, and then bam, I get rear-ended. Where at? I was like right at, right before, right, right when you're going. If you're going west, yeah. If you're going west on the pike, and then you got to go what? You got to oh, you, you take, do you the big merge. Loop around. You got to merge so you're on right 95 by south. the state police. So right and then between, you go on the 95, okay. right between there, right by that state right, police right little state little police house deal. there, whatever that little thing is right there. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of a barrier. Because when but, I called nine one one, they were like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "Oh crap, I don't know." There's a little house. There's this little like, oh, and then I had to run over there and read what the hell it said, and they recognized where I was, and they came and got me. And they were right there, so they were pretty close. So this was a three-car accident, right? Yes. You were the, so a car, so the car that hit you also got hit from behind, correct? So I'm assuming the the last car, the one who actually caused the accident, hit the guy behind me, and then he, whatever, then, then that's how it all started. But to be honest with you, I have no clue. I didn't see anything. I didn't rec- I was just minding my own business for the first time in my life. And sure as hell, this guy, like, I just get rear-ended. And I and I, and you know, nothing happened. I get out of the car, and here's this kid. One car is, like, almost on fire. Like, it's like an accordion. It's like smoke coming so out of the, it. it was the last It was the car. The last, the last one car, who got right? the brunt that, of it. Got it. The guy so. that hit me, some, you know, kid pops out. And the first thing, all I wanted to know is, like, okay, one, are you okay? Fine. Fine. You're okay. Uh... Do you have insurance? That's all I really want to know is like, do you have insurance? Go right to the money, Billy. He right. says no. See? What do you mean? Now, see? You don't have insurance. Now, the difference between me and you, you reacted to that relatively calm. Because Fuck I didn't you. have all the answers I yet. would not have. Well, I said, well, then what are you doing driving without insurance? Did you drop an F-bomb in there or anything like that? I think, no, I don't. I, listen, I actually, re- I Fuck probably should say no, 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 no. <laughs> well, the guy was like, he had no license plates on the front or the back. He, whoa, had, no, he had no inspection sticker. Hang on, hang on, he had, hang on. And he had no whoa. insurance. Hang on, hang on, hang on. The car that hit you, yeah. not only the guy had no insurance. Zero. He had no plates. No plates on the front no or the back. no inspection sticker. No inspection sticker. It and was like, like he robbed, like he stole the car. And you did not greet this young dumbass with a hearty dog cussing? I, I, I was, I was... First of all, I was. I'm not, I don't want to jump to a conclusion. Maybe it wasn't his fault. Okay, maybe somebody else well, sideswiped him. I don't know. I'm. A, I, I was not, concussed because he got hit from behind okay. and it went into you. Yeah, but when the, in the whole, you tell me in the whole scheme of insurance, it, it, when it comes to the blame game with uh, accidents, so the guy who hits me is now responsible for the damage of my car, right? Yeah. Like now, trying to get the other guy who really caused the accident is probably a big mess. Nobody wants to. You know, claim blame like his insurance. If he had any, yeah, okay, would blame the other guy. The other guy would say, "No, I, I hit, I hit you because you stopped short." So, oh, oh. Frank Costanzo, oh, I stopped, yeah, short. stopped short. I will tell you this: like, I know, like you say, you would have been the big, ugly, mean guy yelling no, and screaming. I, I, I would just, I would have, was, I, would have I was very him. calm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, then what? After you dog cuss him, then what? It made me feel good, and then I'd have dog cussed him, and they'd have felt worse. The kid and then was, maybe they'd the never do was, it again. He was literally like seventeen years old. Like, they, if I looked, I took a picture of the other guy's uh, license, and he was seventeen years old. He was a baby, bawling, crying. Like, so thought the world was going to end. I did tell the one guy who had no insurance. I said, "You realize you are f right now." F- you, f- your mother. F- yeah, yeah. You f- 
You're at uh, Xbear28 says, this sounds like a lie to me. It's true. We have I have the video. Yeah. No, I have the video. I took a video what of a it. What a jackass to be like, no. oh, yeah, you're completely going to make up like six minutes of, of whatnot. The crazy thing is that my car wasn't Xbear, like, you're wasn't, better than that. wasn't totaled, but just enough where it like bugs the crap out of me. Like the whole oh, rear end yeah. is all effed up. Like the back door barely opens. But yeah, so no, I'm just, in the end, I just ended up, like I have good insurance, right? But if I get hit by somebody, I really want that person to, like, work for, like, some big company. <laughs> well, Rob8143 in the Twitch chat says the rear ended is at fault party in 99% of these go after the rear guy. I adjust claims. And there you go. Because it's always the if the car behind you hits you, then they say, well, you're supposed to be in control of your car, blah, blah, blah. But when they're the one that caused the chain reaction, it's the very last one. So maybe the dude in the middle that didn't even have insurance, he's not going to be caught up in this. However, he probably should be for being a dumbass for riding around with no I just, plates and I, no insurance. I, I, I just, Did the guy have a license too? I didn't mean, at that point in time, I just went to the guy that was in the what it looked like so, was going to be a burning car. I got it. The very which was a kid, by the way, as well, right? So yeah, a kid you in were the car with two people that were under eighteen and years old. At that point in time, these aren't grown adults. This isn't like some fifty-year-old with like you know a, an impeccable driving record that is going to be able to handle the situation. No, two knuckleheads who probably just got their license. I think the one dude just got his license, and I was like, well, ain't ain't this a you know what? Out of all the people that hit me. Two knuckleheads with no one guy's got no plate, shouldn't even be driving a car that isn't even shouldn't probably even registered. And then the Worthy other dude is slap. 17 years old. The one guy called his dad up and got the, got his dad on the phone to talk to the police officer. Oh my god, because he didn't know what boy. to do. Yeah, I, I mean, so I listen, I was whatever, I was fine. There were no issues. I just wasn't going to start yelling and screaming at this guy. You know, obviously, uh, I didn't feel like piling so, on. So here we go. Here come the people jumping in. Now, by the way, Fourier really did not, I don't think, very much want to talk about this because we put the Maluki on him by talking about Terp's car being yeah. a total loss from some asshat who would never claim it. So, again, so we get this guy. Uh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Uh, the 401, it's always the fault of the first person who causes the accident. If someone rear-ends you and you hit someone in front of you, it's not your fault. And insurance companies will fight that tooth and nail. You'll want to go after the person who originally caused the accident, and their insurance is the most streamlined, easiest path to get paid. Hmm. See, so someone says, see, there you go, Gresh, getting angry for no reason. It would have it, it would have set me off because it was someone that was being completely irresponsible with no insurance, no tags, and no inspection. Okay, that's that the part, part. That's the part to where I would have gone. I probably would have been more upset at that person just because they were the one that, that would have bumped into my truck than the the person behind who I probably should have been upset with. See, because that is inexcusable. Just like somebody driving off with turp, some piece of trash scum is out there riding around with a dinged up car, and they completely wiped out turp's car. Like again, we have no. There's uh, I deal with it every day. Driving in here at 60 miles every day. Oh, here comes the guy in the whatever little tiny two-door car that's trying to look around you in traffic all the time and zipping around. We're, we're, we're a state full of asshats when it comes to driving. Well, and, then I, it's it does. and then a 17-year-old. <laughs> so some See, really, instead of, I would have yelled at that kid, but I'd probably yelled at his parents if they had gotten on the phone or whatever. Like, Why are you letting your kid drive around like this? How much of a piece of trash are you to let this guy ride around and stuff that is completely you unsafe? Know, if, if it was like Wednesday or maybe a Tuesday or Wednesday. You might have had a different I reaction. I, ju I was so aggravated that I just wanted to get home. It was Friday. I was like, oh, I'm so close to home. Can't wait to kick my feet up and just enjoy the weekend. No, And, and, and instead, I'm freezing my butt off because Friday – for it was me, cold, yeah. was cold, well, that's true. and I wasn't really dressed for it. So I finally said, listen, I'm sitting in my car with the heat on. Let me know when I can leave. And then that was it. I'll get my car fixed. The two dudes, nothing will probably happen because nobody got really hurt. I mean, and listen, if it was a... No, now know, it's just an insurance issue. Yeah. You know, but I feel like you and guys jinxed me car. with the fact that oh. all you guys were talking about getting in wrecks and getting... So now we It's get really... It. The first thing I was yelling at was that Terp for putting me, like, willing this into existence. That was my issue. I feel like he brought me part of his life. His car is at least totaled. That's true. At least I get a new one. He is going to get a check and get a new one. You got to go. He's got to fix the old one. Monster Joe's truck and tow and get it fixed. It does make me want to get a bigger truck, though. Oh. It does make me want like a big, just 
just gas guzzling, you know, SUV. Like Billy and his big yellow caddy. Just big something really big and sturdy. Like, like I got. Yeah, like you got. Plus I own it. So if somebody hits it, God bless God bless me for the free check. And ding that thing up. Cars are nothing more than utilitarian. Mm. If you spend a ton of money on a car and you wipe it down with a diaper, I, I don't understand people like that. Wipe it down with a diaper? It's the line from Ferris Bueller's Bay o- Day it? Off. Is it really? Yeah, with Cameron's dad. He had the garage full of I the fancy not, cars. I, I missed that line. I was going to say. That's because you were too big to see uh, Egg and Tom uh, Petty's house. That's right. When you were a kid. Instead of uh, watching Never that. Never got caught. Never got caught. That's right. Unlike this. Uh, well, he rest in peace, Tom un- Petty. Unlike this Momo who uh, ends up running into your car. I wish. There I mean, I know that kid's not listening. You know, but I do have his name and his yeah, address. I like to think he's in school. <laughs> no, based on what I saw, these guys aren't in school. Oh, okay. They're not in school. <laughs> They'll probably be the interns here. In they about need a to year. go to school. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we roll into the final hour. Devin McCourty had something to say about Mac Jones on Good Morning Football earlier today, and Jacoby Myers at fifteen to twenty million a year. That's what one writer suggests. We'll get to all that next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.